They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. Welcome to uh, Monday, the 29th of Aou. That's how they say it in France. Uh, it is almost September. That's how they say September in France. See, uh, I wasted uh, four years on a second major in French. In French, of all things. Mostly because I tested out of it. Uh, hey, welcome to the show. How are you? How's the weekend? You get stressed out, freaked out, you know, bummed out, whatever? Stop it. Stop it right now. Stop it right now, because right now the left in this country is going into full propaganda mode. I know you're thinking, well, well, well haven't we kind of been, been through that the last, I don't know, 30 years or so? Oh, no, no, no. It's much worse. It's much worse because now, despite all of the uh, bad news as far as the economy and everything, government spending, the government ruling against your will, the FBI being weaponized against a former president uh, and all this stuff, uh, midterms are on a nice edge. Out of nowhere. Republicans leading in a generic ballot. Just a few weeks ago, by 10 points, all of a sudden, oh, yeah. I mean, the, we're lucky if we hold the House in, and by gosh, it looks like the uh, the Senate is still up for grabs. I mean, really, it is. Six in 10 Republicans, uh, voters want Trump, by the way, to run in 2024. 54% of Democrats want Biden to step aside. But the midterms are on a razor's edge. Razor's edge. It, probably because that, uh, that whole uh, Inflation Reduction Act was passed, and everybody loves that. Oh, no, no, everybody actually, uh, 71% of Americans think it won't help inflation, and they think it was just BS. And then, like, another 75% of Americans think that uh, uh, hiring 87,000 IRS agents uh, is going to be used by the government to go after political enemies and average people. Yeah, there, then there's that, okay? Then there's the Afghanistan withdrawal, which we just experienced, uh, the one-year anniversary, 13 Americans being blown to smithereens by somebody that Joe Biden let out of prison in Afghanistan. No, 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 but listen, the midterms are on erasures, and... And the Republicans are, you know, if they're lucky, they'll hold out of the House. They're certainly not going to get the Senate. I mean, that's actually it's what people at Larry Hogan are saying, the uh, governor of uh, of Maryland, but not for long. And you see, he's a rhino. He's like uh, he's like Michael Steele, but a really pale version. Oh, yeah, really overweight, real overweight and pale version of Michael Steele. Surely he has a gig waiting for him. Uh, with MSNBC. And, uh, you know, all the talking heads on the left are saying, yeah, you know, I mean, this is going to be tight because, honestly, Joe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act really started to turn things around. And gas prices have gone down quite a bit because, you know, people aren't using as much gas because they can't afford to uh, fill their cars with gas and groceries at the same time. But, you know, the price of gas is coming down and everybody's saying, hallelujah, praise, praise Jesus, pass the mashed potatoes because gas prices are coming down. Oddly enough, I haven't seen the price of groceries come down. No, oh, no, no, no. And here's some other head vo- headlines. Here's some other headlines. I almost said headphones. I'm wearing headphones. Here's one uh, just from about uh, last week. I can't even afford groceries. Half of the United States food ban- banks report growing number of households needing handouts. But you know what? The election is on the razor's edge. It looks like Democrats could pull this out because Joe Biden's policies are so popular. Well, let's see here. Here's another headline. Americans are relying on dollar stores to buy dinners and bulk items. Grocery prices surged 122 
2% in chains, including Walmart, say prices aren't coming down anytime soon. 61% of Americans say they're living paycheck to paycheck. We're on the razor's edge, ladies and gentlemen. We could lose that at any time. Yes, there's definitely going to be a blue wave. Democrats definitely have the wind at their sails. Chuck Todd, last Sunday, Americans are angry, disappointed. 74% of the American people say we're on the wrong track. No, no, no. On the razor's edge because Joe Biden is doing a great job and it doesn't look like the Republicans are going to be able to muster the victory, the red wave that they have been thinking about and the Democrats are terrified of because it's going to happen. But you got to vote in person and you got to be vigilant. 97% of U.S. executives believe the U.S. is now in a recession or close to one despite Biden's consistent denials. This is a survey by Stifle Financial shows 18% of executives, uh, business owners and investors consider the economy already in a recession. 79% expect the downturn within the next 18 months. But again, razor's edge. Democrats could pull this out because people want to reinvest in all of the glory that I'm sharing with you right now. Here's one uh, from about a week ago. Half of American companies set to cut jobs after hiring surge. A uh, poll of 700 U.S. executives, half of respondents say they're going to uh, reduce headcount or uh, already have. I think we need to increase the headcount in Washington, D.C. like heads rolling. Not li- literally. I mean being fired. Uh, already have 52% of implemented hiring freezes. No, no, no. Things are turning around. 4.9 illegal immigrants have crossed our border since uh, Biden has taken office. There you go. Oh, no, no. We're turning this stuff around. Almost half of Hispanics, blacks, and Asians believe President Biden's global invite has created an invasion of migrants. Uh, You know, it sounds like the black and people of color are really turning around for Joe Biden. They're really going to turn this around. Uh, You know, all sorts of stuff here. Uh, The cost of rent is skyrocketing, putting more pressure on Americans. Recent data from the Bank of America Institute shows. So you can't afford to live. You can't afford to feed yourself. But again, Republicans on the razor's edge. Could you lose it all? 71% of Americans believe Biden's Inflation Reduction Act will make things worse or won't make any difference. Record high prices, the economic recession, and soaring crime are the top three issues for voters heading into the November midterm elections. All of those have been canceled because of Joe Biden's glorious Inflation Reduction Act, which 71% of Americans say is a scam, is a shakedown, is a put-on, it's a lie. The Biden student loan program expected to worsen inflation, benefit higher income workers, cash-strapped Americans flocking to dollar stores, U.S. housing market in much worse shape than the Fed is letting on, and sharp drops in prices are on the horizon as policymakers work to lower inflation, economists warns, but the American people want more of it. So don't hold your breath there, Republicans. Your days are numbered, despite the fact that Democrats have been down with everything that I have just shared with you. Here's another one. Millions of Americans remain out of the labor market. New research shows as mass immigration pours into the United States under President Joe Biden. That's another story. There you go. It's kind of crazy. And then this one just from a couple weeks ago. GOP holds a 10-point advantage over Democrats in the upcoming congressional elections. But all of that has been laid waste to by the glorious Inflation Reduction Act that hires uh, 87,000 IRS agents. Uh, A couple more headlines and we're going to move on. More than half of Americans say there's an invasion at the southern border. One-third claim they are being systematically replaced. This includes people of color, not just whitey, not just whitey. And then, of course, uh, Joe Biden is calling us all uh, fascists. We're fascists now. Here's a little montage of all the names that the dear leader Joe Biden, who, uh, you know, I like to call President Doofy, uh, is uh, attacking uh, Republicans with. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Um, If you call me a fascist, 
then I will gladly accept your label as a fascist. While I'm not a fascist, if you call me a fascist, I will embrace the label. If you call me a white supremacist, then I will embrace the label you have given me. This includes people of color who are being called uh, a racist uh, by the left. So embrace the, the labels, guys. Embrace them. Hug them. Name them George. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans. Um, you're doing the opposite, and everybody gets it. The, the, the statistics I just read show that. We are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. Who are they afraid of? I'm trying to figure it out. They're a threat to our very democracy. Mm. They refuse to accept the will of the people. He's um, declaring a war on you. He wants you to do something so he can call out the National Guard, which won't respond to him, by the way, because they all know he's a bastard. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be untoward and uncivilized. I meant jerkweed. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. I wonder why they're still going after a president who has not been in office for uh, almost two years after uh, Joe Biden and Democrats stole the election. I wonder, I wonder why that is. I wonder why that is. Huh. Maybe because he's got some momentum. We're not going to take it. Brand new. No, I'm not going to take it. And you're not going to take it. Anymore. This is Sean Farish, by the way. Sean Farish from Long Island. We won the last election. My campaign was perfection. They stole the vote, and we all know. They raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. Yeah, they do. They're not our friend. They are our foe. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. And we're not gonna take it anymore. Hillary deleted all her emails. Oh, there was that. And Hunter Biden should be in jail. Jason Taylor. You know I am right. And they are wrong. Bribery. We'll win come this November, and this crap we will remember. <laughs> Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. Let's do it, let's do it! We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. Believe me, we're not gonna take it, I just have to tell you. There you go. That is new from uh, Sean Verish, and you're all sitting here going, kind of maybe gobsmacked the wow. Rob Carson starts his show on a Monday this way. Holy hell, how good is it going to get? Well, it's going to get real good, actually. It's going to get real good. I have got all sorts of great stuff here. Uh, Republicans being caused, called fascists uh, and, and uh, could, could Corinne Jean-Pierre calling us fascists. The Democrats calling us fascists. This is fantastic because they supported fascism for the entire summer of 2020. Uh, performed actually by uh, Black Lives Matter and a group that says they're not fascist, but they are. So we've got that. We've got some more on the Mar-a-Lago raid and the nonsense with regard to that. A ton of COVID stuff, some great remarks 
from Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers about why he refused the vaccine. All of this is coming to light, folks. All of this is coming to light. Uh, the number is 800-922-6680. Don't believe a, a damn thing they have to say. If they say that Republicans, hey, they could lose both houses, they could lose both houses because things are so good. Bullcrap. Remember, they're the same people who said that anything that disagreed with the government line from the Democrat Party was disinformation or misinformation. So you can chalk this up to saying this nonsense about Republicans losing the houses. And by the way, we need to be vigilant. We need to get out and vote. All right. But what they're trying to do is dispirit you and bring you down just like they have been doing for the last seven bleeping years. 800-922-6680. This is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. (sighs) Breathe. Ain't freedom of expression great? To follow Rob Carson on social media, go to Truth Social Getter, Facebook and Twitter, at Rob Carson Show. How was your weekend? You know, to me, it felt kind of like uh, Labor Day weekend, to be quite honest, because I went to a friend's house. They were getting ready to close their pool. They got a swimming pool. Pretty fancy. I think it's kind of funny. My wife, you know, she watches a lot of HGTV, and she makes me watch a lot of HGTV. And I have to laugh as a kid who grew up in Iowa that uh, they they have these things on cattle ranches and farms around the country. They're called stock tanks. And they're these, uh, these uh, metal tanks are about two feet tall. It can be anywhere from three feet across to, you know, ten feet across. And, uh, and now all of a sudden the big HGTV thing is instead of a swimming pool in your backyard to get a cattle stock tank, which I think is absolutely hilarious. Thinking, we had a cattle stock tank when I was a kid. We used it as a swimming pool. We didn't actually use it for cattle because we didn't have the cattle. But we did, my mom bought it. And now all of a sudden here we are. Here we are in 2022. People are using cattle stock tanks <laughs> to go <laughs> to go swim. Oh, look at our cattle fest. Oh, my God. It's so fantastic. You know what they call that? It's called a cattle stock tank. No, they never say that. But anyway, it, it is kind of funny. Um, I did a couple of other things this week, and I'm going to share uh, with regard to um, uh, with the show. And one of them, I saw um, Top Gun Maverick. Finally watched Top Gun Maverick. Had some great thoughts. Funny, I did a, I did a commentary, just a quick, you know, uh, comment on LinkedIn, of all places. This is the, uh, you know, the place that you get the free membership and you never get the full membership, even though they bug you about it forever. So you can, you know, email people on LinkedIn. You know, I, I don't have a paid membership on LinkedIn. <laughs> but I, I just posted on LinkedIn and I watched Top Gun and here's what I thought. Like 4,500 responses. Just, you know, people went nuts. And I'm going to explain why this movie is so relevant and so good. And then also, what happened to me at the electric car dealership this weekend? I decided to go buy one of them electric cars. I'm not going to buy one. No way. I wouldn't buy one of those. They're a piece of craps and they're for posers. Electric cars are for posers because 85% of the electric cars in America are run by fossil fuels. So uh, your point is moot. Your, 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 uh, your virtue signaling is moot. Moot, 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 moot. It's nonsense. And I went to a car dealership and I saw a row, a brand new car, something I have not seen in forever. Because if you go to a car dealership, like I've got a car on order for nine months. They're saying it's got to be another year, year and a half. It's a Ford Bronco. But I went to another car dealership and they had all brand new cars lined up there. 
They're all electric. Nobody wants them. So I'll explain that uh, very shortly. Now, I don't know if you do this. Uh, we are fascists now. Joe Biden is calling uh, MAGA Republicans fascists. They're using the language of war. Legitimately, they are. They're, they are going full bore, full tilt into naming you as someone who literally should be taken down by force. That's what this is all about. So when Joe Biden uses the most inflammatory language possible about members of an opposing party, these are words of war. That is what he is trying to foment. We are not taking the bait. But we are going to kick his old ass in November. But you have to be vigilant. You have to vote in person. You have to follow people if they stuff multiple ballots into a ballot box. Get their license plate number. Ask them questions. Of course, have backup. Okay, just in case they decide to be, you know, fascistic like Democrats are. But we have to be vigilant as we hand them their rear ends and many Democrats their walking papers this November. You know how I know that? Because despite the fact that the polling this weekend, all of everybody, they're both supposed polling, it's BS polling. They're saying that it's really tightening up. It looks like the uh, Democrats could pull one out in this December. Uh, Yeah, 75% of the American public say the country is going in the wrong direction under the leadership of Joe Biden and both houses of Congress won by Democrats. Don't believe the BS. But here is Corinne Jean-Pierre, the mousy Marxist. Uh, talking about uh, Joe Biden using words of war, uh, namely the, the word fascist, with when regarding Republicans and Trump supporters. Uh, only semi-fascism come in. Yeah. Uh, is this something we're going to hear more of, that phrase? Is it something the president's going to kind of embrace? Or is there any sense that it was... Uh, you know, a little impromptu, and it's got maybe he just uh, you know did word flatulence, which he's known to do because his brain doesn't work. And turn into a kind of basket of deplorables thing that he regrets and that tries to be quiet about. I, look, I was very clear when uh, when laying out. Oh, you're never clear, bullcrap. Uh, and defining uh, what uh, you know, MAGA Republicans have done, and you look at the definition of fascism and you think about uh, what they're doing in, in attacking our democracy, what they're doing Yeah, you're so full of crap and taking away uh, our freedoms uh, taking away yeah, you're, again, um, super duper full of crap wanting to take away our rights, our voting rights I mean full of uh, marriage, that is what that is I can say that because it's another language it is very clear and that's why he made that um, that um, that powerful speech uh, that you heard. <laughs> powerful speech from Joe Biden heard uh, from him last night, and he has not shied away from saying that. Oh, if you want to call me a fascist, I'll kick your arse. Whether you call me a fascist, you could call me SLB and late for supper, and I would. That's what my dad used to say. Just don't call me SLB or late for supper. Uh, no, you can call me all of that. If it's coming from a Democrat, I embrace it. I hug it. I name it George. I say yes. Yes, call me a fascist. Call me a fascist. Call me a whatever. It, it's funny because uh, the Democrats are now saying, "Yeah, but you call us communist Marxists." Well, it's because you uh, you follow the Marxist doctrine and the communist doctrine, and you have been since 1968. And you're trying to make the country into a Marxist and communist country. You're even using the words of uh, of uh, of uh, Stalin in disinformatia 
Okay, so it's true on that end. We're not fascists, but either way, we'll uh, kick your butts. Uh, your calls are welcome, 800-922-6680. Much coming up on The Rob Carson Show. Stick around. Carson Show Monday edition. I am a proud fascist. I guess I'm a white supremacist. I'm also deplorable. What the hell else am I? That I labeled uh, all of these things by the Democrat Party, and I just said, you know what? Uh, you can call me all you want. That's fine. If, if I am your definition of those things, then I will proudly wear those because I know they're based on lies and propaganda because that's what the left does. That's why that uh, Joe Biden has suddenly decided to use words of war against half of the population, calling half of us fascists fascists. Now, I told you things were going to get big and ugly before November. He just, uh, using the uh, the uh, a pen, uh, wrote off a trillion dollars in student debt. You know, uh, even though we're all adults, if you're 18 years of old, uh, of age, and, and like, for instance, I'm in my 50s, and we sign a contract with regard to a loan for services rendered, we are all entitled as adults to pay it off. I don't give a, you know what, if you're 18 as a student or 19 or 20 or 21, I don't give a rat's behind. I can go back to school. Why should your debt be forgiven? Why should your worthless degree, why should I have to pay it off? Why should people who bust their butts every day only to be uh, replaced or fired by Joe Biden? For instance, Keystone XL Pipeline. The, uh, the government, uh, they said, you know, we're just going to go ahead and cancel it. All of you guys who uh, your life experience is based on uh, building projects like this, uh, go get some retraining. So I say that to the FBI. Uh, your day of reckoning is coming. You guys are the DHS, the HHS might want to consider retraining. Because uh, God willing, and I do mean this, I believe God is on our side. God is on the side of good. God willing, many will be fired from our federal government and many We'll have to live the lives you and I do, getting by paycheck to paycheck, eating the scraps. This is a DNC, a DNC chair, Jamie Harrison, and he was on uh, Face the Nation this weekend, and he's perfectly fine with uh, Joe Biden calling half of America fascists, even though his party is the party of fascism. To Chairman, earlier this week, the president referred to the MAGA, Make America Great Agenda, as almost like, quote, semi-fascism. You heard the president's inaugural address the same way I did. In that inaugural address, President Biden said we should not view each other as adversaries in this country, but as... It was uh, as much a bunch of crap as his policies are. ...neighbors, and we should treat each other with dignity and respect. How does semi-fascism, as a label for the Republican Party, fit with that inaugural address? Well, the, the one thing that President Joe Biden has been has always been consistent. <laughs> that's fantastic and he has always been somebody who does what my grandfather used to do which is speak it plain say it plain to the american wow i mean uh you know i think that's a bunch of crap because i'm not stupid yeah there's too much evidence saying otherwise so you know when you throw stuff out i'm just gonna say 
Uh, I'm not stupid. Let's go to uh, Yint. Yint in Stewartstown, Pennsylvania, the state that Doug Mastriano will lead in the governor's mansion, hopefully in November. What's going on, my friend? How are you doing today? Thanks for mm. taking my call. Yeah. So now, so now that the Democrats um, are so proud that the uh, oil prices are coming down, gas yeah. prices are coming down, they're taking credit yeah. for it, yeah. uh, why am I still have to buy an electric vehicle then? I don't know. You know, uh, you know what uh, Vladimir Putin caused those gas prices to rise, so I assume he's causing them to come down, right? Right? <laughs> don't you so suppose? You, my, my background is I, I grew up in East Germany. I came here uh, about a couple of months after the wall came down. Wow. And the way this country is heading in this direction is it's just like it's like a mirror. It's like repeat of history. It's yeah. unbelievable what these people it, are doing. it really is. So you're from East Germany. Tell me about uh, life there and, and give me some similarities to what Democrats are forcing on the United States that you saw uh, in former Soviet rule before the, it all came tumbling down. Well, we can just start with the news. I mean, the news is being pushed. Uh, the, the rhetoric yes. of, of uh, you know, socialism and yeah. uh, the government needs to take care of you. There's nobody better than, than us. But yeah. you go to the stores now, they look just like uh, East Germany stores. Yeah. Uh, shelves are empty. Uh, you're talking about a c- waiting for a car, uh, yeah. for waiting for a year. We, we waited 15 years. My father put me on a list, which was to privilege people only. And I have to tell you, my father was part of the, part of the party. And uh, uh, you, you, you know, you put your kid's name on this list at age 16 so you can get a car by the time you're 30. Now, let me ask you this. What about the FBI going after Donald Trump and Mar-a-Lago? What about the FBI being weaponized to change the outcome of the election by covering up Hunter Biden's laptop, which, by the way, more than 70 percent, 78 percent of Americans believe that the uh, the outcome of the election would have been different had the information been allowed. But the FBI shut it down. What do you think about the actions of the FBI, the DHS and other government agencies? And, by the way, the IRS increasing its uh, numbers by 87,000 for enforcement. What are your thoughts about state police and whatnot coming from uh, East Berlin? So my, I have one word for you, Stasi. Stasi. Yep. That yep. is the equivalent of the FBI right now. Our Stasi, they, uh, they were, uh, we had, we had uh, relatives in the West, so we were constantly uh, uh, observed. Uh, by the Stasi, and uh, our phone calls were recorded <laughs> and uh, listened to. My grandmother came here in the 60s, so every time we called her, we had to, we had to apply for a phone call. The whole wow. Until we actually spoke to my grandmother, it took 45 minutes to place that phone call. Now, what about, let me ask you this, because I, I compared the uh, redacted Mar-a-Lago affidavit for the raid that the FBI submitted. I compared that to a, uh, a letter being sent from East Germany or received from East Germany, because that's how the Stasi shut down speech, is they just eliminated things that the government disapproved of. Why don't you uh, share with us that experience? It, it, that's absolutely correct. Anything Western uh, was prohibited uh, when, uh, you know, we, we got packages in the mail and there were magazines in there. Uh, that was taken out by, by customs. Um, no propaganda. Um, the East German newspaper, everything was great. And in East Germany and in Russia and the West, uh, the pictures we got from America was uh, Americans were on drugs. 
and stood in food lines. That's what was pandered. And communism is great. You don't ever have to worry about it. Socialism will take care of you. Yeah. Uh, look what the capitalists are doing. They're treating them. They're exploiting their people. And that was the propaganda. Anything Western, what, what North Korea is doing right now, they, mm-hmm. or Cuba, uh, and yeah. even Russia, Putin, they redact everything and they tell their people what, what they need to hear constantly over and over again. So uh, what do you have to say to uh, big social media uh, and the mainstream media now that we know they uh, have been tools for the uh, Democrat, uh, for Joe Biden and Democrats for decades? We know that Facebook and Twitter literally uh, shut down stories with different narratives only approved by the government. What do you have to say about this? Uh, you know, we have the First Amendment. I don't know if you know about this. yet. He's got this marvelous thing called the First Amendment over here that you didn't know over there. But what do you have to say with, with organizations like uh, uh, social media and the mainstream media uh, coerced by the government to, to sing the party line, even though we have the First Amendment here? What do you have to say about that? I'm, I'm really not surprised, Rob, because it's, and, and it goes all back to money and power, okay? So the, the, the Democrats have money, they have donors, they give money, and of course Facebook is going to be in on it, and, and MSNBC and NBC, they're the tools of the Democratic Party. They have no shame, and there's, it's, it's, there's so much money involved that, yeah, of course they're going to do whatever, they, whatever the Democrats want them to say, yeah. you know? Um, it's, it's a shame that uh, social media, you know, the way it was founded, this Facebook thing, uh, to connect with relatives or with friends and so forth, that they went so far left, it's, it's an atrocity. It's, it's absolutely insane. Well, yeah, they didn't. Uh, they didn't realize how dangerous that it could be if they allowed conservatives to uh, gather um, people who agreed with your opinions on big social media. Originally, it was just a place where you could, you know, take a picture of your feet on the end of a lawn chair on vacation to brag about your vacation, maybe to reconnect with your high school classmates. And then I, I, I remember, I think it was about six years ago, I started just posting my political opinions on Facebook, and my followings went through the ceiling. I had hundreds of thousands of people on Facebook, and my Facebook page was taken away the day after the election of 2020 completely gone and uh, you and i and others have been uh, censored completely from facebook for offering opinions about covid like maybe uh, maybe the vaccine isn't the best thing or maybe you could consider hydroxychloroquine or maybe that you know that uh, not wearing a mask uh, you know is the better choice uh, you know you can be around people within six feet and not catch it and whatnot but they played along yent so uh you know, this is this is pretty remarkable. They played along, so really you just can't believe anything you hear anymore, can you? No, you can't. And I tell you what, my Facebook... Except for uh, this Facebook, show, by the way. Yeah, except for this show, I don't, I'm don't. i not here to lie or BS. I'm here to expose the truth, but go ahead. Yeah, so so face, my Facebook and my Twitter were both suspended for, for posting conservative messages, and it wasn't anything bad. It was, it, you know, it was just, you know, what conservatives stand for. And uh, the one message, the one email I got back from Twitter was uh, was weird. Is that we know uh, other emails that you use, you don't, you know, no need to reapply for a new account. And this was about th- uh, two or three years ago or something like wow. that. But that's what they do. They control that. And uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and what's happening right now with the anti-fascism, whatever they, what you know, what Biden has been talking about and so forth. 1933, socialist Adolf Hitler did the same thing, and 6 million Jews later on, 
that's what yeah. happened. And you know, it's kind of weird because uh, the uh, Hitler actually, they the, his his minions uh, burned down a place called the Reichstag, and they blamed mm-hmm. it on the other party. Kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know what happened on January the sixth. Did that uh, ring a little bit familiar to you there, Yint? It's absolutely it's a parallel. It's, it's, and like I said earlier, history repeats itself. They just put a different spin on it, but they're doing the same thing. They go on by the book. Yep, I know, brother. I know that's why they have the audacity to use the word disinformation when they know it was yeah. taken from Joseph Stalin. Uh, thanks for the call, dude. I appreciate it. A lot of people died in uh, the former Soviet Union because they uh, they shared disinformation, which was something that disagreed with the government. They ended up going to re-education camps and being starved to death or shot. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. Now, coming up, we have an exclusive, a gentleman who calls himself Colonel Terry, Colonel Terry in California. He says that he worked in the Trump White House, and he is absolutely convinced that Trump is a national security threat. Now, he called about a week ago and uh, and spewed a bunch of nonsense, but apparently he really, really is somebody who worked in the White House, and uh, he has security clearance, and he believes that Trump is a threat to national security. So we're going to talk to Colonel Terry. It's official. He's official colonel of something. In California, he's going to join us after the break to explain how Donald Trump is a national security threat. We haven't heard anything from Colonel Terry in all the testimony in the last couple of years, but he's going to testify right here on this radio program because he's so credible, and that is coming up next. So don't go anywhere. This is The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. It's Rob Carson Show, and uh, yeah, uh, according to this weekend, I, I'm not only white supremacist, uh, ultra mega, what the hell else am I? Uh, deplorable, uh, right winger, uh, civil warrior, I guess, that I'm also a fascist, according to Joe Biden. Here is uh, Colonel Terry in uh, California. He says that Trump is a threat to national security. I'm going to go ahead and let you speak there. Colonel Terry, tell us, first of all, your cred. What administrations did you work at in the White House? Clinton. You worked under the Clinton White House. And, okay. and, and uh, subsequent. Uh, in what, in what capacity? Yeah. In what capacity you know, in the White House? Colonel retired, and I had top secret and special compartment and clearances. And I also worked in nuclear scenario planning at the Pentagon. And okay. War of all right, so, so let's get that clear. And, oh, uh, if you say it, it's completely clear. I mean, I don't need to see a resume. I'll just take your word for it as a no. caller to talk radio who's right, from now. the left. Go ahead, yeah. What did you say about the left? Oh, I said you're you're calling from the left perspective, and you are no, telling no, me I'm all not. the things that you are without no, actually no, presenting not. any real credible evidence that no, you are I'm who not you are. Calling from the left nor the right perspective. Oh, I'm in the okay. Smart wing. I'm not <laughs> registered in either party. I okay. work yes at the White House and in Washington and with okay. the Congress. I know how both corrupt and stupid both parties are at different times. Okay, that's moral moral relativism there, but that's not a good sign. Go ahead, tell me tell me exactly how Donald Trump is a threat to national now, security. Yeah. How is Trump a threat to our national security? Take a look at the uh, the the hearings. Take a look at the affidavit. The what hearings? Closed part. Do you mean the January 6th hearings that are a kangaroo court that are not allowing cross-examination and, uh, and uh, uh, superfluous testimony by people who say that they worked in the White House and made up things like Donald Trump grabbing the wheel of the, uh, of the beast limousine? So what 
Donald Trump did was compromise our national security by taking top secret and higher stuff to Mar-a-Lago and putting it in his unsecured basement. No, he had every every right to do that as the president of the United States. So did Barack Obama, George Bush, and Hillary Clinton destroyed the server that she had all of her confidential information on. But go ahead. I despise the Clintons also for sure, different yeah. reasons, all right? So don't yeah. play that with me, Rod. Folks, no, I'm not playing anything. I'm just stating the facts. There's no playing here. You're the one who's playing, sir. You're the one who's playing. Tell me again. Tell me again how he's how he is a national threat. You've already said that the kangaroo court BS uh, hearings were somehow credible. But go ahead, give me something that's really credible. Court. They were, and you've not watched any of them, have you? Yes, I haven't watched every bit of it. Well, then they're not kangaroo court. Oh yeah, they are because they don't allow cross examination. And they have rhinos, and they have rhinos who have no ability to win another election on the Republican side. Please tell me, if you if you think that the if you are basing, sir, bring him down, 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 bring him down. You bring January sixth hearings to the argument, a series of hearings with political leftists who hate Donald Trump, no cross examination. Uh, the only Republicans are people who are going to be out of office and uh, are anti-Trumpers, and you say that's credible. Now tell me something else other than those hearings, which are nonsense, that show that Donald Trump is a threat to national security. His former Attorney General Barr provided testimony that implicates Trump. William Barr is a swamp-dwelling... Secretary of Defense implicates him in that. Yeah, and you know what? You just said that both sides of the political equation, left and right, were at fault here. So now you're you're subscribing some sort of credibility to Bill Barr? No, I said both are at fault for different things. Okay, give me another reason why Donald Trump is a is a threat to national security, even though he's a hawk on defense. Bill Trump is a threat to our national security because he did careless things with hundreds of pages of information that should have remained locked up in the White House no, or with the people who it you, you, properly. You're completely wrong. You had every, I have actual proof. It is in, I can cite all sorts of statutes, and I will, that he had every right to take those documents. It's no different than any other president in history. What is unprecedented is this raid, this Stasi-like raid of, uh, of Mar-a-Lago, and you uh, using moral relativism and nonsense to act like tr- he's a there threat to nothing. national security. The only real Stasi threat to national Stasi security is, a, is an Alzheimer-addled moron in the White House, and sycophantic class of 1968 Marxist. Thank you, Colonel Terry. You got to try a little harder the next time. Okay, you got to try a little bit. You know, I'm saluting you, Colonel Terry. Uh, but honestly, you got to try a little bit harder. And Colonel Terry, I want you to do me a favor next hour because I've got all sorts of information about the raid and how uh, unconstitutional it was and how people are going to burn for this and go to jail. So I want you uh, to come back with, and please, call back next week when you actually have something that makes sense. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show monday edition of the rob carson show welcome to hour number two by the way devin nunez who is now the ceo of truth social 
which, by the way, is also being attacked today online. At least one story about Truth Social that's uh, something like, uh, I don't know, but they, they're going after Truth Social because Facebook and Twitter were exposed to such frauds because the FBI worked hand-in-hand hand with them to throw the election by covering up the Hunter Biden laptop, which was factual, which was called disinformation. Uh, I think we need to play our new, uh, our new song, our new theme song. My friend Sean Farish does uh, Donald Trump. We are not going to take it anymore. We're not going to take it. No, I'm not going to take it. And you're not going to take it anymore. This I just have to say. It's going out to Colonel Terry in California. This one's for you. Long distance dedication. We won the last election. My campaign was perfection. They stole the vote. And we all know. This is factual, by the way. They raided Mar-a-Lago. Yeah, they did. The FBI has got to go. They're not our friend. They are our foe. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. And we're not gonna take it anymore. Hillary deleted all her emails. Oh, yeah, there's that. And Hunter Biden should be in jail. Yeah, he should. You know I am right, and they are wrong. We'll win come this November, and this crap we will remember. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. Drain it! We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. I'll be sharing that on now. We're not gonna take it anymore. I'll share it on Rumble. We're not gonna take it. I just have to tell you. We will uh, feature the opening monologue and the new song, uh, Donald Trump singing, We're Not Gonna Take It, uh, on my Rumble channel at Rob Carson's show. Also, I am on uh, Truth Social and Getter. G-E-T-T-R. I do maintain a profile on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, really, honestly, I use Twitter to grab video clips and also poke at uh, the left. So, uh, you know, just go ahead and check it out. Just look up Rob Carson Show on any of those. But it will be on Rumble at Rob Carson Show later today. Joe Biden has decided to call us fascists. The left is calling us. This is the latest thing. These are words of war. Remember when they said that words are violence? Words are violence on campus. But only if they're conservative words. <laughs> now the left literally is uh, fomenting some sort of uh, fight. Now, I said a couple of weeks ago, actually a couple of months ago, that we were in the middle of civil war. And others caught up and, and they're, they're saying the same thing. Yeah, the, the, the bombs are being lobbed at us already. They are. These are bombs. These aren't, figure, these aren't literal bombs, but they're figurative bombs. And we are under assault. When you're called a fascist... You're under assault for your beliefs. Wholesale. MAGA followers. Donald Trump supporters. According to Joe Biden, we are fascists. This is New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununo, who is uh, reliably, I guess, uh, kind of middle of the road, kind of wishy-washy. But he doesn't uh, particularly like to use the word, the, the, uh, the word fascist being used against Trump supporters. Horribly insulting. Uh, he, I mean, the fact that the president would go out and just insult half of America... Because uh, effectively half America has votes Republican, half America ultimately votes Democrat. You know, it, it swings a little bit one way or the other. And 75% of Americans believe the country is going in the wrong direction under the leadership of Joe Biden and Democrats. But effectively call half of America semi-fascist. 
um, because he's trying to stir up controversy. Um, he's trying to stir up this anti-Republican sentiment right before the election. Um, it's just, it's horribly inappropriate. It's insulting, and, and people should be insulted by see- it, and he should apologize. Yeah. And it's also a joke. It is a joke. The FBI worked hand in hand, and they're not even denying it, with Twitter and Facebook to censor the story of Hunter Biden's laptop. And then, even earlier this year, in a congressional hearing with Matt Gates, the FBI assistant director of cybersecurity claimed the FBI had no idea where the laptop was. Who are the fascists? Let's go to Bill in uh, Jacksonville, Maryland. Hello there, Bill. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind today? Hey, Rob. How are you? Listen Glorious, to the, uh, man. What's up? As much as I can. Hey, um, just a comment about this previous caller. I kind of know why you have these people on here. You mean Colonel and, Terry? You mean Colonel Terry, who served uh, yeah. in the in yeah, the. In the in the, I think he was in the. Uh, he, he said he was in the uh, what the uh, Clinton uh, White House. Um, yep. I'm not sure what he was doing there. Maybe he had a black light. He went in there just to kind of make sure the place was cleaned up. You know. Any, <laughs> anyhow, I think I think the reason you have him on there is really good, Kyle, because it really confirms the fact that these Dumbo craps are really as stupid as they are. It kind of makes Comedy Central, you know, like. Thing in the past when you listen to these guys and gals every day. Yeah, yeah. You know, Bill, um, one of the things I, I find kind of interesting, and I had a little uh, to do with uh, with my son about this weekend, because, you know, he just graduated from the University of Kansas. He's a really smart guy. But, you know, he's been exposed to a lot of, uh, of leftist orthodoxy in school. And, uh, and I had posted something uh, about, I don't know, whatever, but anyway. Uh, oh, I think it was Lauren, uh, Lauren Boebert was being called uh, uh, transphobic because she doesn't want uh, children to be taught sex and sexuality. And I said, you know, they always put phobic in it. They always project phobic on us that we are afraid if we actually ask comments and questions, we're suddenly phobic of something. What I would suggest, Bill, and what I'm going to do from now on is that if somebody challenges me with regard to uh, one of my opinions, I'm going to say your intelligence and reason phobic. How does that sound, Bill? That sounds pretty daggone good to me. <laughs> I think that they, uh, they need a taste of their own daggone medicine. This is, you know. Yeah, it's time for a butt kicking. It's Carl time for a butt kicking. Coming around twice. Yeah. Appreciate hey, Bill, Bill, can I ask you this question? Uh, just off uh, off subject. Did you have you seen Top Gun Maverick yet? No, it is definitely in the sights, if you will. The crosshairs are there, and yeah, um, yeah. we're ready to pull the trigger now, and go uh, watch it. No doubt about it. Well, I do let me, have let one me, more one, go one ahead, more go thing. Ahead. I, one more thing. A shout out to the Mooney Boys in Hereford. To the who? To the Mooney Boys in Hereford, Maryland. Well, I don't know those guys, but if you want to give them a shout-out, that's perfectly cool with me. Great, man. Appreciate it. Keep up the keeping up. All right, bro. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I saw Top Gun Maverick this weekend, and it's interesting because it has all the hallmarks of a sequel. Uh, it has the original music. It has Highway to the Danger Zone. It has all of the, you know, the main theme song, the whole deal. The thing is, it's interesting. There's no nation... Okay. The, the, the country that we're going after is never acknowledged. So we don't know if it's Chinese. We don't know. Presumably kind of maybe leaning toward Iranian. Okay, 
because all you see in the fighter planes is they're black and they have their faces covered. So you can't really tell nationality, I think. Now, so there's that. But the, the message is that the U.S. saves the world and Maverick uh, leads the traditional values of Maverick the traditional values of American patriotism, the, uh, the traditional values of American uh, exceptionalism and masculinity and cisgendered maleness and all that kick ass in this movie. It's nothing against it. They had a multicultural cast, everybody on the, uh, the same team. You know, there was an Asian guy and a black guy, and there was a whatever and a this and that. But there were no, uh, you know, uh, gender-questioning pilots uh, trying to save the world, none of that nonsense, none of that crap. Uh, and, and I'll tell you... I, I see why people love it, and I see why the world loves it, and I see why it has the best box office beating Titanic. Because the world is made better when America is strong. It is. America has been made richer because of America's strength. America brought the world, despite you know European governance for centuries, centuries, Still didn't have electricity, still didn't have running water, still didn't have, you know, indoor toilets, still were riding in buggies. And then America rolls along, and, uh, you know, within 100 years, we're flying to the moon and Mars, and we now have a probe that was launched 40 years ago that's gone out past our solar system. Oh, yeah, and then there's the rock and roll thing and the jazz thing, you know, that, that sort of stuff that we, you know, came up with. And blue jeans and baseball and football and, you know, and all that. So it was, I see why it was such an incredibly popular movie. I, I can see why. And then there's a moment in the end of the movie that I was not prepared for. And this will make anyone cry, but I will tell you that if, just to the men in the audience here, if you thought the end of Field of Dreams where he says, Dad, want to have a catch, made you cry, uh, you better have a box of Kleenexes because you're going to cry, and it's okay. My wife cried through the whole dang movie. I didn't. It didn't hit me till the end, and I was like, "Oh my god!" But that's the most important thing: is the movie was everything essentially that is being shredded by the left. And the movie is a big middle finger to all of that nonsense. It is. Very interesting way to get to that point, but it is. It's a good movie. I enjoyed it. Where there's some campiness in it? Oh, hell yeah. Am I down with him wearing the same jacket he wore in 1982? Yeah, that's cool. I don't care. But I just thought it was a good movie, and I could see why the world loves it. And I can see why the left is terrified of it and of our response to all of this, that they until now have been able to shut down using the FBI, using the DHS, using Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and the Democrat Party and mainstream media, all of that. They did their best. They tried to do what they did to the people in Russia when the Soviet Union took over. But they didn't have the first, second, and fourth amendment, and we do. So no matter what they say about, oh yeah, it's really tightening up. It looks like the uh, Democrats are going to, you know, they're going to roll. They're going to keep the Senate. They're, you know, and then, honestly, there's really only going to be a couple houses in the uh, only seats in the in the uh, House representing. You know, stay vigilant. 
Keep your eyes on the prize. Let's take a break. We've got some uh, great audio coming up from Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon about what's going on in the country and how people are feeling about it. And your phone calls as well at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. Coming up, we've got some audio from uh, Steve Bannon with regard to what's going to happen to the country as far as your uh, the value of your home. Also, uh, uh, what percentage of Americans say that Donald Trump would have won the election in 2020 had the FBI not been involved, which is criminal and people need to go to jail? Uh, one thing I did go do this, this weekend, uh, I went to a car dealership. I went to my old car dealership, Hendrick Toyota. By the way, Hendrick Auto Group is fantastic. They're great people. And, uh, and they're based in the East Coast, uh, in North Carolina area. But anyway, I went and visited my old buddies there, saw everybody, and Sam and Dan and all those guys and everybody, Randall and whatnot. And uh, then I went to this uh, dealership that has the electric Hummer. And the electric Hummer is, uh, you know, a couple of TV ads ran for it, and, you know, it looked really cool. And then uh, no, no talk about the electric Hummer after that. It's kind of weird. You haven't heard a damn thing about the electric Hummer. Going to revolutionize the industry. Uh, the electric Hummer weighs nine thousand pounds. It um, it weighs uh, forty four hundred pounds more than the previous uh, larger incarnation of the Hummer, which is the H two, and it costs about one hundred and thirty thousand dollars. Now, if you go buy a car dealership these days, it looks like Cuba. I mean, the Ford dealership where I ordered my car, this, you know, I ordered nine months ago, still got another year to go for my Bronco, which runs on gas, which I'm thinking about canceling. I'm just like, I think I'm kind of done. But anyway, I still don't have a VIN number. So what the hell? What's the point? Anyway, go by the Hummer dealership. And there's, I noticed that all these other car dealerships completely empty. They also sell Yukon Denali's. There's one Denali there. Nothing else. The rest of it's used. I went over to the Ford dealership. They got a couple of new, they got a Raptor and they got a couple of other crappy, you know, whatever the hell they make, these little econo boxes. Uh, and, oh, they got one F-150 Lightning. Hasn't been sold. It's just sitting there. But here's the, here's the audio for me driving by the uh, the dealership that sells the 130,000 dial electric Hummer. They got five of them there. So I'm at a car dealership near my house, and you cannot get a new car. I mean, it's really hard. But it's kind of weird. These electric Hummers that sticker at about $130,000 and are electric, and by the way, uh, weigh 9,000 pounds. Yeah. The Hummer H2, which was the big one, was 5,600. I, I know my cars. I sold them for a while. So I hate to tell you this, but uh, not very long down the road here, all of these electric vehicles are going to be considered absolute crap. Now, here's something interesting about four of these Hummers. Crap, and you won't be able to give them away. Hence the now four Hummer 8, these new electrics here that have 22 stickers on them, meaning they're having to be sold as used cars because nobody wants them. FJB, let's go, Brandon. There you go. <laughs> so they can't get rid of them. And then it was really the arrogance and, and hubris of the of the salesperson when I went in about a couple months ago when they first got them. And, and he said, I said, well, how much you want for it? It's 130000 on the sticker. He goes, oh, we, we, we got $269,000 in this car. We'll break even at two sixty nine. 
And I said, yeah, you're full of crap. Yeah, you're, I mean, you were full of crap. And he, he didn't take too well of that. I said, I used to sell cars. You didn't pay 269000 You're not breaking even. You're trying to screw people over. And I, and I left, uh, didn't bother to give him a business card. Then I went back. Now they have four of them, five of them. And, uh, and four of them are 22 models. One of them has the uh, uh, for sale, no, uh, no warranty because it's a used car. And nobody wants a 22 model when the 23s are out. That's just how it's going in America. And I want to tell you right now, they got greedy. The Democrat Party and the left got greedy with regard to uh, uh, electric cars because electric cars are for posers. They're worthless. They're garbage. Uh, you can't haul anything with an electric car. Uh, they don't perform well in, uh, in really cold conditions. Uh, they could have just gone with a hybrid. Hybrid would have been fine. I would have gone with a hybrid Hummer. I would have, if I got a 30 miles a gallon out of a Hummer, oh, hell yeah. But, you know, Hummer is owned by a Chinese company. I don't know if you knew that. They bought the rights to the Hummer when Barack Obama became the president. Hummer went out of business when Barack Obama went into office. He literally helped force the hand of GN to get rid of the Hummer, and they sold it to China. And then, of course, all of the heavy uh, earth minerals required for batteries are coming from China. All the solar panels are coming from China and all of this. So I think you know where I'm coming from with regard to electric vehicles. And because I'm wrong, uh, right, right, I'm right, right on just about everything, and I, and I am wrong, don't get me wrong, but I have common sense and life experience, and, and I do a lot of research. I really do believe in my heart that all of these electric vehicles will be as worthless as cash for clunkers when Barack Obama was the president of the United States. Just give it a couple years. Because if you are a poser who drives an electric car because you're only going to Whole Foods and you live in L.A. or San Francisco or New York, and you don't drive an F-150 or F-250 or a Dodge Ram to haul drywall because they're worthless for that, then you're going to end up with a worthless uh, you know, electric car that runs on fossil fuel, by the way. Because, you know, the power plant powering your municipality is most probably coal or natural gas. So there you go. Uh, let's see. We're going to hold on. Buster and Santa Cruz are going to have to hold on because we're running up against a break here. I want to go to your phone call next. But I, I believe that is the case. And I have not yet seen one single in all of the driving. And I live, in a, uh, I live on the poor side of a wealthy county, Johnson County, Kansas. It's right up there with like Fairfax and Loudoun County, Virginia, as far as money, money, money. I haven't seen a single electric Hummer. Not one single one. You see the Teslas every once in a while. You see the Teslas every once in a while. And I just kind of want to go up and say, hey, you know, uh, we have a coal fire plant the, the 20 miles south. This, this railroad over here that hauls the full coal cars to it and then returns empty. That's, what you're, that's what's powering your car. Thought you should know. On the way. The FBI and Mar-a-Lago. Good news. Big news. In just a minute. It's a Rob Carson show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. All signs are that this is a strong economy, and the probability of a recession within the next year is not particularly elevated. It's a strong economy, and, and nothing about it suggests that it's that it's close to or vulnerable to a recession. I don't expect a recession. No, no one is predicting a recession now. We are not expecting that we are already in the recession. In fact, the guts and the bones of this economy remain strong. These are not the marks of an economy in recession. Yeah, we, were, we started a recession a couple months ago, or a couple weeks ago, actually. It was official. The two quarters of negative growth. But what the Biden administration did was they just changed the definition of recession. We're in a recession. Let's not forget that. Just wanted you to know. 
Just wanted you to know. Uh, Steve Bannon, who I, I really enjoy um, his, uh, his channel, I enjoy the way he speaks. I think a lot of people uh, also enjoy this show because, like Steve Bannon, uh, I'm, I don't give a rat's behind what the establishment has to say. Uh, I say that the 2020 election was stolen, and every time, uh, uh, every day that I live after the 2020 election, I get my feelings and my uh, my arsenal of facts grows. And you can't just yell at me um, that, uh, oh, you, you know, it's settled, it's settled. Uh, you're, 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 a, you're, a, you're a conspiracy theorist, and uh, it's a big lie. You know, it's a big lie. That doesn't work with me. Because honestly, I, I don't have time for your nonsense. You know, hey, look, when you, if you, for instance, you call me transphobic because uh, I just found out Children's National Medical Center in Washington, D.C., was doing uh, uh, hysterectomies for kids who needed, wanted to do sex changes before their 18th birthday. I worked with Children's National Medical Center for a decade, and uh, until they call me and say, no, Rob, that's a lie, uh, I'm really, really pissed at them for doing this, for, for do, doing this gender-altering crap. So when I bring this up and somebody calls me transphobic, what I do is I say, well, you know what? If you're going to call me transphobic and I'm going to be this phobic and that phobic, then you, if you are on the left, you are reason phobic and intelligence phobic. There you go. In the meantime, uh, bring an intelligent argument. Bring facts. Don't just say, it's disinformation. Or, it's a big lie. Because until this moment, you were wrong about Russian disinformation, you were wrong about Hunter's laptop, and you've been wrong about COVID. Where else are we going to go with this? Let's go to Buster in Santa Cruz, uh, the home of KSCO, our glorious affiliate. Buster, how you doing, my friend? Is Buster there? I think Buster dropped off. Well, son of a gun. Steve Bannon, as I was saying, Steve Bannon, he rocks, he kicks butt. Uh, he's been a part of the nonsense. He's been a target because he worked with the uh, Trump uh, White House, like so many in the Trump administration, uh, arrested, uh, charged with nonsense. Uh, here is Steve uh, Bannon with all the myriad ways that Joe Biden is screwing us. They're going to be making the decisions, the same thing as the 20 million households in the United States. Do I put food on the table? Gas in the car, or do I pay the electric bill or pay the rent or more? This is what we're going through right now. That's why he's seeing the repos. That's why the repo number is up for the cars. That's why people are late on their rents. Yeah. That's why people are getting foreclosed on their mortgages. Yep, 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 this is why housing prices are collapsing yeah. throughout the country. Mm. Think of what the here's what the Biden administration here's what the regime did. What you have that you have the Daily Mail and the Wall Street Journal all these talking about now 138 uh, markets. Black Rocks reporting 138 markets throughout the country. Equity home equity prices could drop 20 percent. Rut row. Get your pad out. While you're drinking your cup of coffee, watching the worm this morning, get your pad out and say, hmm, if my house drops in value 20%, what's my equity worth? Probably zero. Yeah. Now, I went through that. I moved to Washington, D.C. in 2004. And uh, there was a massive real estate bubble that I should have known about. I didn't. I wasn't. All I wanted, I just wanted a house. And uh, the price of the values of homes was going up about 20% per annum. And American salaries were not. And I should have said, you know, if it's this insane, it's not going to be a good time to buy a house. But we did. And we had to pay $55,000 over asking. And then, because of the subprime mortgage, mortgage debacle, 
which was created by Democrats to give people in Prince George's County a $600,000 house, even though they only made $65,000 a year because equity, it all exploded. And we were in a mortgage at around 6% interest, and our house went down in value by about $200,000, which means that if you want to refi, uh, you have no chance. You're going to pay 6% interest for the life of the loan because the house is not worth enough to get a refi from the bank. And I got to tell you right now, looks like we're going the same way. We're going the exact same way. And then you pile on what Joe Biden is doing with his leftist energy policies and spending, and you're really going to get scrubbed. Okay? And you've got inflation that you're falling behind. Every time you get a paycheck, you're falling behind because of inflation. Your, your real wages, 16 months in a row. Now, let me think. How long has the Biden administration been here? About 18 months. But they're saying that things are really tightening up, and the Democrats could hold the House, and they aren't, or, the, or the Senate, but, you know, they, and they're probably only, the Republicans are only going to win a couple seats in the House. That's right. Every month since they've been here, real wages are down. Okay, so you're losing your treadmill. You're losing every day on your wages. Yep. And now the little bit of equity. Shop at a Dollar General. What do you have in the world? A little bit of net worth you've got in the world. The bottom's falling out of that. Okay? You are screwed. Let me be blunt. Yeah. Let me do some Harvard Business School math for you. Yeah. You're screwed. Okay? You got that? And now you got. Pa- I use the word scrod because, you know, I'm such an elite. Al out there, yeah, you know, we're going to put you in the house of pain because of every mistake. There's another word. Well, we, re- we use that on Joe Biden. Mistake I made in these clowns made up on Capitol Hill. The energy policies to the. Until somebody steps forward and says, this is an energy plan, that we get this thing back on track, this economy is going to continue to implode. Yeah. And the working class are going to get brutalized even worse than they're getting brutalized right now. Let's go to Buster. He's back. He's in Santa Cruz, and he's better than ever. What's up, buddy? <laughs> so are you. I'm sorry about that. We got cut off my phone. Right. Off. But uh, right. i got to compliment you. Yeah, I well, what's up? I love the way you handled the uh, colonel there. Oh, yeah, Colonel Tom, wasn't it? No, ter- Colonel Terry in California. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh they say that he used to uh, work in the uh, left wing of the White House outhouse. Yes. <laughs> I think he, he may have worked in the White House. They need people to wait tables and stuff, but go ahead. Yeah, we've been listening to him for years out here. Yeah, I know. You I know, know. He's, he's part of the, one of the characters of this open-air insane asylum, Santa Cruz. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Good, good, good. All right. So anyway, uh, my... What I'm interested in today, Rob, I'm hoping you know something about it, is the, I believe it's the 1978 Presidential Records Act. Yes. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? That seems to be... I, I have it right. I don't have it right in front of me, but essentially, yeah, the the, the Records Act allowed presidents to take uh, uh, documents with them. And they, by the way, Donald Trump didn't pack the boxes. Okay, they have an organization that literally does that. Took to uh, took it to Mar-a-Lago. There are a lot of personal things in there. There's a lot of attorney-client things. There are a lot of uh, uh, items. Like for instance, the FBI took his uh, passports. 
They took his passports. So that'll give you an idea of what the FBI was after. They were after anything and everything they could grab. Uh, but but essentially, the, the, uh, the Act of 1978 allows presidents, ex-presidents, to remove items that could be deemed confidential or, or classified. And they can uh, essentially say, because they were and are when they're in office, the commander and chief, they can literally wave their hand above a pile of documents, say abracadabra, and it's no longer classified. That's what I think you're alluding to. Yeah, and then the uh, thing that struck out was apparently he was uh, he, he's able to have access to these records yeah. up to 12 years after his administration, if I uh, got that correct. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I've heard. Like I said, Buster, I, I won't uh, try to get into this act that you're bringing up of 1978. I don't have it in front of me, but you are getting the gist of it for sure. He has every right to do that. Here, and honestly, let's again, you know, the I use the expression, I'm not stupid. The FBI went after, uh, uh, tried to bring down Donald Trump in 2016 with this nonsense uh, Russian dossier. Hillary Clinton paid for it. Her, her organization literally pay, paid the FEC fine for election interference uh, with that. And the FBI picked it up. They knew it was fake. And they went and got a FISA warrant to surveil the Trump campaign, transition team, and presidency. Now, you tell me that the FBI doing an unprecedented raid of Mar-a-Lago, uh, how they're suddenly credible and not a political enemy of Donald Trump, please explain how that happens in five years you know it doesn't it doesn't rob this is this is shameful what they're doing and not only for the for donald trump but i feel bad for the rest of the family melania you know it's this is way over the top and yeah and you know what honestly there's no we have no time for this crap anymore buster we don't have time for this crap there's no there's no uh there's no uh supporting this there's no believing in this even bill maher over the weekend took on uh, rob reiner and he said nonsense if this were on the other foot you'd be going bad guano crazy it is an abuse of power by a government that needs to be uh figuratively blown up and reinvented because they are abusers of the people these are abuses and usurpations which is what caused the original american revolution i of course am not talking about a violent revolution but i am talking about a similar outcome chasing out those who would abuse the american people uh buster thanks for the phone call 79 percent of americans say former president donald trump would have won election in 2020 if hunter biden's laptop had been known to voters the Tello, uh, Technometrica Institute of Policy and Politics polling, 74% of Americans believe the FBI misled the public when it claimed Hunter Biden's laptop was disinformation. And even Mark Zuckerberg said that the FBI got in touch with him, warned him of an imminent dump of Russian propaganda. Disinformation. This is what Lindsey Graham, who normally has, uh, you know, he's uh, fairly flaccid politically. Not sure about other ways, but he actually talked about what was coming and what the FBI throwing the election for Donald Trump means to uh, freedom-loving, patriotic Americans. Most Republicans, including me, believes when it comes to Trump, uh, there is no law. It's all about getting him. 
There's a double standard when it comes to Trump. What happened with Hunter Biden is that the FBI weighed in to make sure a story didn't break for the 2020 election. We now have whistleblowers at the FBI telling Senator Grassley that they were told to slow down and back off Hunter Biden. We also know, and the FBI admits, they approached the leaders of big social media and, I'm also assuming, the mainstream media to toe the government line, which is that uh, the election, uh, uh, the, the laptop was Russian disinformation. And I'll say this. What? If there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, There'll be riots in the streets. What, 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 hold on, what did Lindsey Graham say? Biden. And I'll say this, if there's a prosecution of Donald Trump for mishandling classified information after the Clinton debacle, which you presided over and did a hell of a good job, there'll be riots in the streets. Yep, that's what Lindsey Graham is saying. Let's take a break. I've got much more audio on the other side of this break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden has always been a punchline. Now he's just a joke. It's the Rob Carson Show. Stephen Miller uh, worked with the Trump administration as an advisor, among other things. And uh, he's an odd dog, man. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, Stephen Miller, I don't know what his deal is. He's just, uh, I love him. Uh, When I first saw him, I was like, he's kind of of an odd guy. But he's a freaking genius. I mean, he's a genius. He's kind of a savant to some degree. Uh, but he he really gets it. I, I I wasn't a fan originally, but I really enjoy him. Here he is this weekend uh, talking about the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the right that Donald Trump had to the documents there. And and if it's not fairly obvious to you that the uh, the National Archives collaborated with the FBI and the White House to uh, do anything by hook or crook to raid the, uh, the 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 home of the former president wholesale a broad range, a fishing expedition, then seriously, you need to re-examine yourself and and put politics aside because this is the modus operandi of the government. It has been the modus operandi of government, uh, modus operandi of the government since Donald Trump rode down the escalator. All right. Uh, honestly, there's a there's a point where a two plus two always equals four. No matter how hard you try to make it five leftists, it's always going to be four. Here is uh, Stephen Miller. Well, it's true that most of the affidavit is redacted and that this is... Ah, the the aphrodisiac? No, for the left it is. The affidavit. Continuing cover-up on the part of the Biden Justice Department. But I will tell you that what you can read is positively horrifying. At the beginning of the affidavit, there's this breathtaking paragraph that basically says, and I'm paraphrasing here, that the National Archives requested from President Trump boxes that were in his possession, and the president politely, voluntarily, as a gesture of goodwill, he is an insurrectionist, shared those boxes, and then the National Archives, he's trying, not to, like he's trying to overthrow the government. Yeah, clearly, sure. King, what's in the boxes, then sent a letter to the FBI saying we demand an investigation and the FBI then receiving that letter immediately opens an investigation. Now just to take a pause there. Another investigation that uh, you know always they always fall on their faces because they have no factual basis at all. They're just a political witch hunt. You are talking about bureaucrats 
at the National Archives. Would it surprise you that uh, people in the swamp who run the archives may be ungodly partisan as well? And they did put a, by the way, they did put a, a trigger warning on our nation's documents in the National Archives. They put a trigger warning on the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Enough said. Imagining that they have the right to question the judgment of the President of the United States. When Donald Trump left the White House, yes. he had absolute authority well, there is to that. make every and any and all decisions on matters of national defense, national security, and classification. Yep. When you leave, you can then have bureaucrats at the National Archives. You see, Joe Biden had a meeting in his White House. He doesn't remember it. He doesn't remember his middle name. Back in May, where actually uh, he actually worked with the National Archives to change the rules and say that uh, Donald Trump couldn't declassify things, even though he already had because he can, because he legally can, as Stephen Miller just said. Or bureaucrats at the Department of Justice trying to criminalize any decisions that you may or may not have made as president of the United States, in your capacity as president of the United States. Right now, the FBI would have Donald Trump, uh, uh, he, they would have him uh, uh, either given a life sentence or, uh, or be executed for jaywalking at this point. To do that is to live in a country in which we are ruled by bureaucrats mm -hmm. and not by the voters. It is and it's, it's a matter of using some sort of minutiae and then giving the uh, the authorities broad sweeping authority to destroy someone's life, just like Joe Biden plans on doing with the IRS. It's just reason, guys. It's just research. It's just common sense. Coming up, Bill Maher actually takes Donald Trump's side on the raid and takes down an old actor who hasn't had a hit since the 1970s. That's coming up. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is a Monday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Devin Nunes is going to be joining us at the bottom of the hour, former congressman from California and the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group to talk about uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, Truth Social, where you can find me at Rob Carson Show. I'm also on Getter. Both of those are wonderful platforms. I endorse them wholeheartedly. Get her and Truth Social uh, under Rob Carson Show. You can follow me there. You can look at the Facebook, fine, it's Rob Carson Show. You can look at uh, Twitter, fine, Rob Carson Show. But my focus generally is on uh, Getter and, face, uh, and uh, Truth Social because they don't screw conservatives. Uh, they don't uh, work with the FBI to, sh to change elections, among other things. Yeah, that's what uh, Facebook did. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg admitted it so much. They are tools of the state. The mainstream media. See what I tell you, guys? What what I tell you? I told you. Uh, if the mainstream media, big social media, the Democrat Party says that what you think is disinformation, what does it mean?
It means they know you're speaking the truth, and they will do anything to shut you down. I don't just say this. It's not a bumper sticker. It's 100% true. And if you don't believe me and you want to disagree, I would encourage you. Like Colonel Terry in California, who I literally had for lunch two hours ago. I've still, I just went and flossed. I had to get the, uh, I had to get the floss. I had a, some of uh, Colonel Terry stuck between my teeth because I was like, mm, man. That was uh, that was some good liberal. I uh, had him for lunch. So yeah, I mean, if you if you want to argue with me, that's cool. But you know, I have facts and reason and stuff on my mind. You know, and all that. There's Jim Gossett, the uh, Mar-a-Lago raid theme. He had a sold-out show in Atlanta this weekend. Huge. Enjoy. The FBI they raided. Thought they'd get away with it. Donald Trump's plane. They still do, actually, but they're not going to. Found absolutely nothing. Again. Nada. Got egg on their face. <laughs> Trashing Trump's home. They left a big mess. Yeah, worse than the Oval Office of Bill Clinton. Whipped through Melania's closet. And grabbed Merrick Garland a dress. They broke the It's the latest FBI crap show that read on Mar-a-Lago. You're going to jail. We're looking at you, Joe. Talking about the FBI. Don't pretend you didn't know. FBI has reached a major low for what went down at Mar-a-Lago. Jim Gossett, uh, two S's, two T's, JimGossettComedy.com. He did a show in uh, in Atlanta over the weekend, and it was uh, it was sold out. And he said a lot of people were talking about uh, the Rob Carson show. So if you did see it, thanks for going. Um, I think we need I think we need to do a Christmas show. I really do. I think we might have to do a Christmas show where we go on location and do a show. I, I'm I'm absolutely serious about this. It just hit me. Bing! Might have to do with that with Jim and, and others. Maybe my friend uh, Sean Ferris, who does a Trump impersonation. I don't know. I'm just uh, throwing around some ideas. Throwing around some ideas here. So a judge announced preliminary intent to appoint a special master. Ha! Hoo, ha! Ha! Sounds like a, uh, a Japanese B-movie, right? Doesn't it? Uh, I will appoint special master. He will bring the fight to the FBI. Ha! Ha! Anyway, they're going to review the uh, records seized by the FBI. Federal judge Saturday announced her preliminary intent to appoint a special master. Sorry, when I see that, I have to say it that way. To review records uh, seized by the FBI during its unprecedented raid of the Mar-a-Lago home at the request of former President Trump and his legal team. Uh, Citing the exceptional circumstances. Uh, Trump and his legal team filed a motion uh, Monday evening seeking an independent review of the records seized by the FBI because, you know, the guy who the magistrate that the FBI uh, hunted for to find a, a like-minded sycophant to get the, uh, the, uh, uh, the okay to do a raid and then completely redacted almost everything except for uh, Cash Patel's name, which put a big old target on his back. Yeah. 
So uh, involved political miscalculations aimed at diminishing the leading voice of the Republican Party. That's what it was all about, kids. U.S. District Judge of the Southern District of Florida, Judge Aileen Cannon, on Saturday afternoon said the decision was made upon the review of Trump's submission and the exceptional circumstances presented, which means uh, Donald Trump's home was raided by jackbooted thugs from the government the first time this has ever happened with regard to an ex-president for a nonsense made up uh, uh, infraction with regard to uh, confidential or um, classified documents. This is uh, Mike Davis. Mike Davis, who is a uh, hold on. I got that Mike Davis's title here somewhere. Um, he worked with the Supreme Court. Yeah, uh, with Supreme Court Justice uh, Gorsuch, a law uh, clerk for him, talking about the uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the affidavit being uh, uh, censored. Yeah, so this affidavit, heavily redacted affidavit, uh, it, it, it further evidences that this uh, this home... The affidavit, after they redacted it, looked like a letter to loved ones out of East Germany in 1982. ...on President Trump was unprecedented, it was unnecessary, and it was unlawful. And again, what I've been saying since August 8th, the president has the absolute constitutional authority to declassify anything he wants for any reason he wants, and he doesn't have to get permission from any bureaucrat at the National Archives to do that. And that is confirmed by a 1988 Supreme Court case, Department of the Navy versus Egan. So there goes the underlying potential charge for espionage that's in this, uh, that was in this warrant. Second point, yes. the president has the sole statutory authority to make the determination whether a record is a personal record that belongs to him yeah. or a presidential record that goes to the bureaucrats at the National Archives and then get, almost certainly gets sent back to the president to put in his former library, or in the former president's library. And that is confirmed by a 2012 decision by an Obama judge related to Judicial Watch and Tom Fenton's lawsuit. Yay, Tom Fenton! against President Clinton related to eight years of audio tapes in his sock drawer. So, Well, there was that, and then there was the Secret Server that Hillary Clinton had and all the emails she destroyed and everything. What is left, they're looking at obstruction. Well, it is legally impossible for a former president to obstruct investigations into non-crimes. The, the Justice Department did not have the power to even look at these crimes because it doesn't matter what the evidence shows in this affidavit, David, no matter what that evidence shows, as a matter of law, it is legally impossible. And then there's also, I don't know, the uh, FBI and uh, the Democrat Party going after the Congress, going after uh, Donald Trump for nonsense to the tune of uh, two impeachments that were based on nothing. You see, it's all adding up to another witch hunt, honestly. It, there's always this, oh, this time, this time it's going to mean something. Well, this time it's going to mean something got Rachel Maddow off of him. MSNBC, got a whole bunch of other CNN types fired and ultimately caused the demise of CNN Plus and the implosion of the ratings at MSNBC and CNN because Americans realize they're nothing more than propagandist tools. 79% of Americans say former President Trump would have won re-election in 2020 if the FBI hadn't covered up Hunter Biden's laptop. As many as 15 media personalities claimed Hunter's laptop emails were likely Russian disinformation. Yeah. Yeah, many p media outlets used Politico's now-debunked infamous article that detailed 51 intel officers believed the laptop was Russian propaganda. They're all deep staters. They're all enemies of the people. 
You talk about enemy of the state? No, no, no. The state is the enemy of the people. It is. There's no doubt about it. The state is the enemy of the people. When they pull crap like this, they're the enemy of you and me. When they hire 87,000 IRS agents to go after average citizens and their political opponents, which is what that is all about, and everybody gets it, it means you are the enemy of the people. I'm not calling for a, an armed rebellion, but I am calling for a takedown. Fire every one of these bastards, then indict them, then go to trial, and throw a lot of them in jail. Let them know what it feels like to be a Jan 6 protester. 79% said a truthful interpretation of the laptop would have changed the outcome of the election. Well, of course, that's why the FBI shut it down. 51% said the media's coverage of the laptop from hell was uh, covered poorly to failingly. 30% said the coverage was good to excellent. But those are, you know, sycophantic leftists. Bill Maher had, uh, uh, what is it, Rob Reiner on it. He did, uh, he did Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. It's a really good movie. Not because of him, uh, because of the actors improvising and doing a brilliant job. Uh, and he was meathead on All in the Family. Um, and they have Spinal Tap 2 coming. Uh, I will go see that movie. Uh, hell yeah. Even though he's associated with it. Here is uh, Bill Maher talking with Rob, uh, Rob Reiner uh, about the, uh, the laptop and the, uh, the FBI calling it disinformation. And, of course, the, uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago. But the, the disinformation covered up by the FBI. It was a real laptop with... Now, look, let's not foot around this. He was selling the influence of his father, Joe Biden. I mean, most political sons do. Okay, now there, there is, this is where he loses. That's moral relativism, all right? That's a sign that you're not smart, okay? I just want to tell you that. I like Bill Maher. I think he's pretty smart. But when you use moral relativism, everybody does it. You've already lost the argument, okay? Moral relativism is the, is the, uh, uh, the tool of a weak mind. Let's not pretend that at least wasn't going on. I mean, the guy, some guy from China gave him after a dinner an $80,000 diamond after dinner, as one does. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, he came home with a $1.5 billion uh, hedge fund, put in charge of a $1.5 billion hedge fund after flying to China and meeting with Chinese business leaders without secret service while dad was there. Yeah, I've got more with uh, with um, uh, Bill Maher, uh, kind of enlightened of Bill Maher, coming up. Your phone calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. I got a buddy who does a uh, syndicated show. His name's Chris Plant, and he says if it weren't for double standards, liberals would have no standards at all. And it's true because uh, you know if if Joe Biden's home or Hunter Biden's home were raided by the FBI wholesale, go in and get anything you want. Uh, there would be hell to pay, but to pay. <laughs> Joe Biden needs one anyway, and so does Hunter. Geez, anyway, uh, but there would be hell to pay. But because uh, uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump has been subjected to so many. Uh, nonsense allegations and investigations, including one to the tune of about 40 million freaking dollars for Russia collusion. The FBI played along as 40 million dollars was expended for uh, at a political witch hunt, which 
Hillary Clinton admits and the Democrat Party admits was based on a dossier they paid for to throw the 2016 election and the FBI went to a FISA court to surveil, which is effectively an open warrant on Donald Trump, not Mar-a-Lago, but every piece of his and his staff's communications during the uh, presidential run, the transition and presidency. All of that happened... So your credibility goes out the window when you defend that raid if you aren't willing to say the same thing should happen to Hunter Biden or Joe Biden. There's a political philosopher, I guess his name is Sam Harris. He probably doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. But, uh, but Bill Maher, after saying that uh, he thought that the raid of Mar-a-Lago was nonsense, uh, here is what he had to say about Sam Harris saying it's okay that the FBI used itself as a weapon to throw an election. So he's saying it's okay. Sam Harris says it was appropriate. It was appropriate for Twitter, and the heads of big tech, and the heads of journalistic organizations, to feel that they were in the presence of something that is a once-in-a-lifetime moral emergency. The, and it's kind of like that uh, emergency thing, thing they do to uh, make you get a vaccine or make you do anything. Just declare some sort of national emergency, or in this case, a, a moral emergency, it justifies anything. Meaning Trump. So he's saying it's okay to have a conspiracy to get rid of somebody as bad as Trump. It's a little bit of a thorny question because once you go down this road, this is sort of where we are in this country. The other side is so evil, anything is justified in preventing them from taking office. I would is say it? using the FBI to throw an election would be the evil. Uh, and there's no doubt about that. And again, he's doing moral relativism again. Nonsense. Uh, there's a wrong and there's a right. What the FBI did was wrong. What the Democrat Party is doing to Donald Trump is wrong. What they have done in the past with regard to two, uh, two impeachments was wrong. What the Democrat Party is doing to you and me and the country is wrong. There is no moral relativism for hiring 87,000 agents to go after Americans. There is no, well, the right does it too. No, there isn't. That's bullcrap. Here's a little bit more. This time, Rob Reiner, uh, he was on there. Amy Klobuchar was on there as well. She's in Congress. Uh, talking about the, uh, was it appropriate to bury the, uh, the, the story by the FBI? And Reiner attempts to have some sort of a logical, no, no, I'm just kidding. Just sort of some sort of argument. And, of course, it did a face plant. Was it, answer this question. Well, it is was the it appropriate? The question is, was, was it appropriate to bury the Hunter Biden? You're talking about the press doing the, that? He's saying that's what they did. And that is. Are you talking about the press? It's like it's like Hillary Clinton. What bleach pit? You need like use a bleach and like a clean the clean the, the disc like it's a cloth. What they did? They buried the Hunter Biden story before the election because yep. they were like, we can't risk having the election thrown to Trump. We'll tell them after the election. Well, and, and we know for a fact that that's what they did. Of course, you no, don't but follow I mean, this. Saying you you gotta... know for a fact that that's what they did. I don't know what they did. I know because you only watch MSNBC. Oh, that's not true. Yeah, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because if you listen to my show today, and I would invite Rob Reiner to appear. I, I hope I get invited on uh, Bill Maher's show. Because I actually like, I like Bill Maher. He's a classic liberal. I mean, he's wrong a lot of the times, but he's a classic liberal. At least he's willing to talk. I'd like to hang out with him. Anyway, here's a, here is a, a Bill Maher with Amy Klobuchar in Congress. Uh, and she's uh, perfectly fine, by the way, with uh, the FBI covering up a story, working with the Democrat Party to throw an election. Uh, you, we're going to prove now that they, that they that the, the press. This is Rob Reiner. What are you going to prove that the press was involved? What? I, what? Uh, play, he sounds know, like his dad, Carl Reiner. You know, tried to. They're admitting it. 
They're, the press is a, admitting it. Yes, that's not even an issue anymore. They're saying, yes, we basically did this because we didn't want this to throw the election. Yes? I don't know that they've all said this, and I, I believe I, I, I believe. Well, the New York Times the definitely did. My dad was a reporter. I believe in it. And I think you have to you have to make sure that you're treating people fairly. But I think Rob's point here is that we are dealing um, with a man who used to be the president right now who literally tried to lead an armed insurrection. No, he didn't. The FBI actually said that it wasn't an insurrection, and you know it. It's a Democrat Reichstag. That's all it was. And all this is going to come out, and people are going to, there is, hell is coming, and we are coming with it. That's all I got to say. Hell is coming, and we are coming with it. Uh, this is a uh, uh, story by Zachary Stieber, former director of national intelligence. Nothing in the affidavit supported the FBI's extreme uh, raid. I think it provided a general recitation of the fact that the FBI and the Department of Justice believe there was classified documents at Mar-a-Lago, but I really don't see anything in the affidavit that justified what still seems like an extreme approach by the FBI and the Department of Justice to retrieve those documents if, in fact, they were classified. John Ratcliffe, the director of national intelligence during the Trump administration, said during an interview on CBS. The affidavit authored by an FBI agent convinced U.S. Magistrate and uh, Democrat sycophant Magistrate Judge Reinhardt, Brute Bruce Reinhardt, on the April 5th uh, to approve the warrant and then offered the affidavit to get the warrant redacted and it looked like a letter from a loved one in East Germany written in 1982. The core discovery of the investigation, according to the unredacted position, was the identification of classified information in 15 boxes transferred from Mar-a-Lago to the National Archives and Records Administration earlier in 2022. FBI agents interviewed the materials themselves in May. Yeah, hell is coming, and, uh, and it's coming in a big way. On the way, how you got played with COVID. Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers speaks out, oddly enough, on Joe Rogan's show. I'll share the details, and Devin Nunes comes next. Don't leave your radio smart device or otherwise. Here's a Monday edition of the Rob Carson Show. Been looking forward to this conversation for a while now. Former representative of uh, the state of California, Devin Nunes, joins us on the phone. He is the CEO of Trump Media and Technology Group, the president of Truth Social. How are you, my friend? Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Rob, it's great to be back on, and I love seeing you on Truth. You've just been growing like crazy, so I love I love what you're posting, but it's great to be with you. Well, it's good to have you guys there. Um Let's go ahead. I'll just ask you real quick. How is the uh, how is the uh, company doing? How is Truth Social doing? I noticed you were suffering a few attacks from the left with regards to the social media uh, company. Uh, how's it going, by the way? Well, you know, when you're over the target is when they're attacking you. So, yeah. you know, we've been very clear that we're trying to open the Internet back up and give the American people their voice back. That's President Trump's goal. And every day we grow, obviously we grew a lot. Uh, there was a lot of interest after the raid. I don't know if I can, can I say FBI raid on this? <laughs> yes. <under> <laughs> but, yeah, um, I think so. <laughs> but we've never, we've never stopped growing, Rob. Um, that was you know, a lot of growth uh, in the last few weeks. And uh, look, the, the fake news is jealous. We propelled a 
radio stations will not play. We've propelled it to number one on iTunes for two weeks. Yes. Uh, we also also launched Breitbart. Uh, <sighs> All right, uh, Devin, we're having, uh, uh, Congressman, we're having a little bit of trouble hearing you. We're having a little right. trouble hearing you. I think we're on a bad cell phone signal because I know you want to talk about the song. Uh, but unfortunately, I, I, I'm not hearing you. Can, uh, let's try it again. Are you there? Can you hear me okay? I can. Am I back all right? That, you're perfectly fine. So now tell me about the song you're talking about because we, we, it dropped out. John Rich, country music star John Rich. Yes. No one would play, no one would play his, he had a new song. Uh, he came to True Social and, and said, hey, I'd like to just launch this song on here. And I said, sure, John, let me, what, what, what's wrong with it? You know, I thought it was going to be like some, you know, anti-Democrat, uh, you know, attacking Joe Biden song. And I listened to the song and I thought, well, this is strange. It's just like talking about good old-fashioned American yep. stuff. Yeah. And um, anyway, we launched the song on True Social and it went to number one on iTunes for nearly two weeks. <laughs> now you're talking about the song Progress, right? The song Progress, yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I That's love it. And it's it's hard enough to get a song on the radio uh, coming from a music background radio, let alone when you've got government entities, the mainstream media and big social media shutting you down. I'm really glad that you're you're offering this alternative. Uh, and I got to tell you, um, it, it's it's very, very heartbreaking when you build a profile on social media and have it shut down for politics. I know this. I experienced it with Facebook and with uh, and with uh, Twitter and with YouTube. Let me ask you this. Last week, we found out that Mark Zuckerberg was con contacted by the FBI. The Twitter was also contacted by the FBI. Twitter just took down all information about Hunter Biden's laptop. All that, uh, all that Mark Zuckerberg did was shut down the ability to share it. Uh, what was your reaction in the former president and future president's <laughs> uh, reaction to uh, Mark Zuckerberg telling the truth with, uh, with uh, 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 Joe Rogan last week? Well, it's going to be interesting. First of all, I'd say that the big question that Joe Rogan didn't ask, and, you know, I think Joe Rogan's getting a lot of credit here. Look, I have no problem with the guy. I'm sure he's great. But what should have been asked there is, how about the $419 million that you, Zuckerberg, spent yes. to defeat Donald Trump? That yes. question didn't get asked. So if the Republicans, I, guess, I think the bottom line here is if the Republicans get back control, uh, Zuckerberg's going to have a lot of questions that need to be answered. I mean, some of that doesn't make sense yes. that, you know, the FBI went to him. Then it's really like, who? Who did they go to? Yeah. Uh, you know, who in your company? We need names. And the Republicans are going to, in Congress, are going to have to get to the bottom of that. Um, I, I don't know. It kind of seemed like a kind of a strange, uh, strange cop out where he was trying to differentiate himself. Yeah. Facebook from the other <laughs> platforms. And, yes. And I'll tell you, I just don't look, they they want to censor everybody. And I think now I think obviously they're doing some damage control at Facebook. Right. Yeah. For him to go on Joe Rogan's show, one of the largest shows, I think it shows they're doing damage control. They're trying. They don't give a crap about for people that are that are conservative. But I think they really do care about people in the center, and I think that's starting to break. Um, and you know, and we're you know, True Social is is leading that charge, along with Rumble, which uh, you know, yeah. we can well, True Social and Rumble, we continue to be the home for people who get banned from the yeah. left and the right. 
Yeah, and it's and, and we don't care. You don't care if it's left or right. You bring your opinion, it's fine. You know what? Compete in the world of ideas. Compete in the world of opinions. And if you can't win, you'll get you'll get a smackdown. Uh, this headline from the UK Daily Mail: DOJ admits it did seize documents that could be protected by attorney-client privilege during Mar-a-Lago, backing up Trump's claim the FBI agents had no right to take them. What is your reaction to that? Well, we already knew about the passports. I mean, that's that's insanity in and of itself, that they took passports. So clearly that was an open-ended warrant that allowed them to get anything and everything from the president. And I'm sure that they took it because those FBI agents that were there, if the reporting is correct, this is essentially an internal squad of rats at the FBI that have been out to get Trump for a very long time. If the reports are true, uh, if these are the same guys that, that worked for Mueller uh, on the Mueller witch hunt, they've been going after the January 6th stuff. Some of them are even from uh, the, the bogus investigations into the president uh, out, of, out of New York into his businesses. And if these are the same guys that went down to Mar-a-Lago, um, look, They've got to be the Congress, Republicans of Congress have to find out who these guys were. When we ran the Russia hoax investigation, when I was chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, it was one of the things that really slowed us down because they would not give us who. Who did this? Who, who filed these, these went to the FISA court? So we already know from past experience, this is how they try to hide. So the Republicans have to pick up from where we left off when I was chairman and uh, Jim Jordan and others are going to have to really go after the, the names and eight and, and of these people and investigate them because clearly this is an internal hit squad within the DOJ and FBI and the, the Biden White House yeah. that has one goal, and that is to take out President Trump. Now, I want to ask you this, uh, Devin Nunes. Um, there are a lot of people who said during the primary season where Donald Trump, I believe, went about 130 and 10 with regard to Trump-endorsed candidates winning. And the, the left and, and rhinos like Larry Hogan in Maryland said that Trump candidates cannot win, then they up winning, and now they're saying, well, Trump candidates can't win. Now, that to me says that they were wrong in the first place, and they're doing everything they can. It shouldn't matter. They should be thrilled that Trump candidates win and they have no chance of winning in November, but they're lying. They're trying to tamp down your enthusiasm uh, when they know that a curb stomping is coming. What are your thoughts about these rhinos and Democrats who said that Trump candidates couldn't win and are, after Liz Cheney got beaten by 40 points, who are now saying that, well, yeah, you know, they still can't win. What do you think? Well, President Trump is you know, very unusual. I mean, he has taken a lot of, of risks there. He's endorsed. He's really tried to recruit good candidates. And, and you know, look, let's just take uh, an obvious one that's out there. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker, former football star from Georgia. Um, you know, we when I was in the House, we, we tried numerous times to try to get him to run for, for Congress. Yeah. So the fact now that, that, you know, that he's running and he was backed by President Trump, it seems farcical and not believable that this is somehow a problem candidate of some kind when for years we would always die to have a football star, African-American, you know, made, you know, self-made, self-made man. I mean, it just, it just seems 
really, uh, you know, it's just not not accurate, right? Why, why would we want Herschel Walker for you know, the last 20 years to run for office, and now all of a sudden he's a Senate candidate, <laughs> and we don't want him, and he's no good? It just doesn't it, make it, sense. It's it's utterly ridiculous. What I like to say, uh, uh, Congressman, is that uh, uh, the reason why I know in my heart that the 2020 election was stolen is because I'm not stupid. Uh, the reason why I knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real was because I'm not stupid. The real the reason why I know that there was no basis for impeaching Donald Trump is I'm not stupid. More and more of these things are uncovered one by one. COVID reaction from the federal government with regard to all of these mandates and whatnot. The reason why I knew they were nonsense is because I'm not stupid. I think a lot of people are just done fighting about this, uh, going through, you know, this, this trying to reason with people who have no reason. Uh, and, and, and every one of these dominoes is falling. What do you suppose is the next domino to fall? Is it this, the FBI corruption? Uh, what do you suppose the next domino to fall is with regard to things that the media, mainstream media and Democrats have been trying to cover up? Any idea? This, the raid on Mar-a-Lago is a is a major major issue um, that, that you know I don't even mean to, to yeah. you, you can't even downplay it but no. the, the level of corruption here they took what they did in Russia hoax and it's never ended the same people are still in charge the people that were in the Obama Biden White House the ones that were in charge are the ones leading this Gestapo style effort that's being run out of the DOJ and the FBI, and they're using very cutely counterintelligence to do it. So they're able to keep a small team. Just like I said, I don't know if it's true, right? Yes. But, but, but it's been reported that it's true, mm-hmm. that you've got the same FBI agents who have basically been following Trump for the yeah. last five years. Yeah. These people are sick. I mean, Mueller, what Mueller did and those freaks, I mean, those guys should have been investigated. We tried to investigate them. But, of course, every time, if you remember, every time I would issue a subpoena, they would say, oh, my God, this is an investigation. You're, you're getting involved. You're trying to block an investigation. You're trying to obstruct justice. And I'd have to be like, you know, go screw yourself. We're the Congress. And, you know, look at how many times I had to fight through that, along with the other Republicans in the House. And every single time that they said, we're going to endanger, you know, Americans, we're going to endanger the military, we're going to endanger intelligence officials, it was all a hoax. Yeah. And these are the same people doing this, and I think this is a major scandal that we're looking at with this raid on Mar-a-Lago. One final question, Devin Dunes, and I greatly appreciate your time today. It's been wonderful to have you on. Um, with regard to uh, the the uh, coming election, you were a part of Swamp. You were a part while well, you were in Washington D.C. Did you have any idea that the Swamp would be so insidious as it has exposed itself? In the last six years, did you have any idea that the cabal in Washington, D.C. was so deep as to try to destroy so many people's lives? Did you have any idea? I think what, I think what happened, Rob, is that a lot of people, you know, the, the fake news, they love to blame. They love to blame President Trump, right? Remember back in the day, oh, he had some mean tweets, you know, and now he has mean truths on true social. Yes. But what, what President Trump actually did is he was a guy who wasn't from the swamp, business guy, billionaire, comes in, has a few really important ideas about what China had done to America, how it had, how it had, we had lost jobs from the Midwest and out of our manufacturing base. And President Trump came in and, and challenged the norm. And what, he, what actually happened is he ripped the Band-Aid fully off and exposed what was percolating there under, under slightly under the surface 
which was this cabal between the government agencies, the Democratic Party, and the Marxist left, woke corporations, and the fake news media, and ultimately the big tech oligarchs. He just exposed the whole damn thing. And that's why they don't want him back. That's why they're trying to target him. So did I know that it was this bad? No. I mean, I knew it was bad, but not this bad. Well, I'm going to tell you, and I hope you'll convey this to uh, Donald Trump, that I think America has his back. Seventy-five percent of Americans say we're going in the wrong direction. And uh, and we uh, we thank him for uh, suffering the slings and arrows of these because we know that the government has the same thing planned for us with this uh, doubling the size of the IRS. Uh, progress by John Rich can be seen and heard on Truth Social. Get your profile on Truth Social. Follow me, Rob Carson Show, on Truth Social. Gavin Nunes. Before I let you go, any final thoughts? No, Rob, I was just going to ask you, you know, I mentioned uh, Herschel Walker, a great Senate candidate, but I know that uh, Adam Laxalt from Nevada, yes. nobody's talking about him. He's a phenomenal candidate. I kind of wanted to know what uh, if you have any update there. I don't, but you know what? I'm going to put some stuff up. I'm going to be working my truth social like I always do. Uh, Godspeed, my brother, and God bless you and the former president. And uh, and make sure to check out John Rich's song. And, and thanks for joining me on the road this morning. I know you're busy, and we'll talk again soon, okay? Hey, Rob, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot All for right. having me. God bless you, sir. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Opinions are easy. Entertaining? Not so much. It's the Rob Carson Show. True Social is the uh, the uh, uh, the new social media network uh, run by Donald Trump. Devin Nunes in charge of it, and then of course there is uh, also Getter, Jason Miller, former uh, Trump official, and uh, and both of them are doing incredibly well. And now that we find out more and more and more from Facebook. Uh, and from Twitter and how they, they played with the FBI. They did the FBI's bidding to shut down the Hunter Biden laptop story until after the 2020 election was decided. This, according to whistleblowers and Mark Zuckerberg, uh, came forward to Senator Ron Johnson. The whistleblower said the FBI did not want to investigate the laptop because it was afraid public disclosure would, disclosure would alter the outcome of the 2020 election. Uh, after the FBI obtained the Hunter Biden laptop from the Wilmington, Delaware computer shop, these whistleblowers stated that local FBI leadership told employees, you will not look at the Hunter Biden laptop. It is not going to change the outcome of, we're not going to change the outcome of the election again. Okay. The FBI did not begin to examine the content of Hunter Biden's laptop until after 2020 presidential election until March of this year. They were still denying they had it. They need to be disbanded. The FBI, the DHS, the CDC, the HHS, uh, I can go on and on, the IRS. Here's a little bit of the song that uh, that now Truth Social is running. It's uh, John Rich of Big and Rich, and I'm not a big country dude, but I like their attitude. Here he is, a little bit of the song, and in the video he's driving, are you ready for this? A 1977 Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. <laughs> Let's see if I'm good at talkovers on uh, country music songs. Here's John Rich with his new song, Progress, on The Rob Carson Show. There's a hole in this country where it's hard used to be. That's not bad. It's pretty good talkover. No glory is divided on fire in the street. That's what they say. The back better. Come on. Make America great. 
If that's a wave of the future, all I've got to say Here's the chorus your progress Where the sun don't shine Keep your big mess Away from me and mine If you leave us alone Well, we'd all be just fine Stick your progress Where the sun don't shine so uh, they're banning this all over the place. They're not allowing them to have this song up on uh, Facebook and Twitter and YouTube and all that. Oh, hell is coming in November, and we are coming with it. Let's take a break. Come back. Wrap up the show right after this. It's a Rob Carson show. So I saw this uh, Artemis 1 moon launch canceled after NASA engineers discovered uh, leaks in the $22 billion rocket. Uh, meanwhile, about five months ago, Elon Musk launched a rocket into space with, uh, with uh, the former Captain Kirk on it. And they flew around and they came back and they landed. And uh, yeah, nothing against NASA, but uh, right now, unfortunately, the private uh, sector is kind of leading the way on this. $22 billion rocket that has cracks in it. And again, Elon Musk is launching people left and right into space. Even a 92-year-old uh, William Shatner into space and returning him safely to Earth. It's kind of weird that way. Guys, I hope you had a good, uh, a, a good time during the show today. Uh, be strong. We're going to win. We are going to win. Their lies are being exposed. Their corruption. And people are going to pay for it. All right? Don't believe the headlines when they say that Trump can't win. Trump candidates can't win. Uh, we're going to stomp them. God bless you guys. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, do not catch the stupid. Bye.